Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Our first guest tonight is a grammar and Oscar-winning singer and songwriter. He's a legend in his own name. Please welcome John Legend. Steven! John! It's Look good at that. to be back. I'm going to tell you, people love the John Legend. They, I love you guys back. always get a standing ovation. That doesn't happen I'm excited day. to be here with you. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Stephen Colbert. I'm a big fan of John Legend. So. <laughs> I don't God, what, eight, nine years ago, something like that, had yes. him on the old show. Yes. Immediately, immediately sucked into the John Legend world. I was your most frequent guest on the Colbert Report, I believe. I will not contradict you while you're on air. <laughs> <laughs> it was either you or Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well. I'm going to let you guys fight it out. <laughs> I think you're my most frequent musical guest. That's for damn I think sure. So. Yeah. I think so. Well, we it's good to be back. We together. Yes, we did. What did we do? Did we do... A nutmeg. We <laughs> The Christmas special. It was for Christmas. Oh, yeah. My sweet nutmeg. Mm-hmm. On the 25th, I'm going to cover you with... <laughs> My nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, uh, since the last time we were together, uh, you had a lovely baby, Luna. We had a baby, Congratulations yes. on that. She's a year old now. now. I mean, I associate, a lot of people associate you with love, your love songs, uh, finding love, wanting love, losing love. How has your view of love changed now that you have your own bundle of love? Having a child, how has that It's a different kind of love. It's very pure. It's unconditional. But they haven't earned it yet. <laughs> it's like... What do, you, what do you mean? They didn't do anything. They just exist. And... Right. <laughs> but you love them completely. Yeah, you love them completely, but it's not, like, built on anything other than... Their existence. Their existence. Well, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's why we call God our Father, because we have done nothing to earn it in that there direction either. There we go. Either. There we go. So, uh, but uh, what about that moment when you first held the baby? Do oh, it's like beautiful. First emotional it's very emotional, and, and it brings you and, uh, and your wife closer together, and it's, it's a very, like, powerful feeling to see the product of your love right there. My first reaction when I, when I held uh, my daughter for the first time was, I've been dumb. Mm. And my second reaction was, I'm a terrible son. Because <laughs> I thought if my, yes. if my parents love me half as much as I love this child instantly, I haven't loved them back enough. We talk about that. We say, Christy says, if they don't want to come have dinner with us when we're old and they don't want to hang out or call us, I'm going to be so sad. We put so much love into this. It is I... never too early to guilt trip them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, congratulations on this. Well, that's me. Yeah, this is you. Uh, Time magazine has just put out their 100 most influential people in the world. And look at that cover right there. Obviously, I'm very pleased in this moment. 
<laughs> yeah. That's extraordinary. Extraordinary. A uh, hundred people, what are there, like uh, seven billion people in the world? That's, you're personally responsible for 70 million people. It's <laughs> a lot of responsibility. A lot of influence. Who wrote your, because uh, it's, uh, they have someone write a little blurb yeah. about you. Who wrote yours? Harry Belafonte wrote oh, mine, which is amazing. Cool. Yes. Harry Belafonte yes. did, uh, well, that's kind of fitting. He's, a, he's an artist and an activist. Absolutely. And so are you. And he's a friend of mine, and he's been a big influence for me, and he always tells me that, uh, something that Paul Robeson told him, which is it's an artist's duty to be gatekeepers of the truth. And he's always used his role as an artist to be an activist, to help fund activism, to, uh, to help be a leader and be a voice for all the activists out there. And, and so he's been a big influence for me. Wow. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly. No, he's really? Like, I sang Jamaica Farewell with him once. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got that. He's a, he... <laughs> Yeah. I'm not I'm not on this thing. Like that. <laughs> I'm sure you've been on it. <laughs> now, uh, we've got a new album out right now. Yes, Darkness and Light. Darkness and Light. Okay. There, this came out right before Christmas. And you're about to start uh, you're about to start a tour. Yes. Uh, tell me a little something about the album. Is this an album you put on to apologize to her or to get the sexy time going? Which one, which situation would you recommend? I to think it leans toward the sexy time. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of apologizing on this album. Mm -hmm. uh, After but it, the sexy But I think time, even the song we're doing today is called Surefire, and it's about, you know, going through challenges in your relationship, uh, both internal, within the relationship, and things that are outside, and, so, and, and trying to make it through that. So I think a lot of couples will be able to use it as a, a way of thinking about their struggles and deciding that it's worth fighting for. Well, the first time that you and I ever did anything together uh, on the old show, I uh, we did uh, one of the Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney, Michael. Jackson. Oh, the girl is mine. We did the girl is mine. That's yes. right. Yeah, um, we were both competing oh. on who the Statue of Liberty was in love with, and I said she was in yes. love with me exactly. And I, I, I had understand. never. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you. I'm just going to say that when I sat next to you on on the on the bench and you hit that first note, I went, "I think I'm ovulating," because <laughs> you can make anything sound like cool and sexy. Your voice well, is just that that rich power. I, I, I bet you could make anything, no matter how mundane, sound cool and sexy. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to give it a try? Sure. Let's try it. Are we going to go John, would you mind if you join you over there? Oh, That's my friend, Dr. John. There you go, please. Yeah. I, I inducted Dr. John into the Hall of Fame, you know. John, 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 John. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please sit back and relax. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? You all right? Good to see you. Because now, the Late Show is proud to present... John Legend makes mundane things sound sexy.
There's no such thing as too many paper towels. That was pretty sexy. I like that. Okay, what's this one? Um, let me change keys. Baby, my beige turtleneck is peeling. <laughs> so please wash it inside out. <laughs> Tumble dry. Tumble dry. Tumble dry. Low. McIntyre. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Dars. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest tonight is a Grammy Award-winning artist who has sold more than 60 million albums worldwide. Please welcome the queen of country, Reba McIntyre. Nice to see you again. Good to see you, too. How, how 
have you been? I have been well. How have you been? Wonderfully well, thank you. Well, you know, uh, people, we've, we've actually met each other before. We've had dinner together. Uh-huh. At, uh, at the Kennedy Center. State Department dinner? Yeah, State Department, where you and I hang out yeah, you know, all the time. the time. And what a fantastic thing. This was just this past December. You were honored at the Kennedy Center. You were one of the Kennedy Center honorees this year. That's, a, that's amazing. Thanks. Thanks. That's, that's huge, like... Huge honor. That's like the American version of an artist being knighted, you know, for their service to our culture and our oh, country. Oh, well, well, that's wow. huge. Yeah, it is. And we were You didn't realize there... how huge it was till just now. <laughs> I explained well, you it. Told what was me. that day like? It was uh, nice because I didn't have to do anything except show up. I ate and I got to visit with everybody. And that visit. is one of the nice things about the Kennedy Center Honors is that you just get honored. That's it. You 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 couldn't talk. You couldn't say anything if you wanted to. You have to sit there and take the love. And I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, one of the things you know when I introduced you here, I said you know uh, Queen of Country, Reba McIntyre, and it's true. But the thing about you is that you are the most country person I know in entertainment who is also purely a crossover artist. Everybody loves Reaper McIntyre. Well, that's Maybe it's because of your series. Maybe because you had a hit TV show for years or something like that. There's so but many everybody people, knows you. But there's so many people who will walk up to me in a meet and greet line at my concert and they'll have their children with them and, and they look at me and say, she sings? Because they just know me by the television show. Right. Or Which they, is great. Or they know you from the Academy of Country Music Awards because this is... How many years is this now you are hosting it? 16. 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got another one coming up in about a month, a little more than a month. Beginning April, of April 7th. You're going to be hosting yeah. it. April 7th. Uh, um, you know, uh, you announced the nominees this morning on, uh -huh. on, on CBS this morning. Any surprises for you? Yeah, there weren't any women in the Entertainer of the Year category, which I was really... I, yeah, I was kind of surprised about that, I was that very too. disappointed about that. Yeah, we got good people. Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, Kenny Chesney, Chris Stapleton, Keith Urban, all talented, all hunkering. Oh, shoot! All yeah, them, they're okay? great. But sure. I, I wanted to hear some women in there. That would have been nice. Would have been really Where, nice. Where's your Casey Musgrave? Exactly. Where's your Miranda Lambert? Yeah, Carrie Underwood. Where's your Brandon Carlisle? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Where's your Reba McIntyre, for God's well, sake? Well, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, you've, 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 as I said, you've hosted for 16 years. This is a live show. Have you ever... I mean, anything can happen on a live show. Have, have you ever had... Things go south on you on a live show? Or? Not many things have gone bad that I will admit to, except... Because <laughs> you just keep smiling. Yeah. One, one time, years ago, um, they came to us and said, we can't find Keith Urban's guitar. And he can't go on stage without his guitar. And so Dick Clark says, Reba, get out there and stall. And I went, what? <laughs> no, write something for me. I, I, I well, what? You know, and then I thought, well, I can tell a joke. I did get booed off stage one time in 1978 for telling a horrible joke. So I thought, probably not a good idea to do that. Yeah. So I went out there and I said, are y'all having a good time? And it was just crickets. And pretty soon here comes Dick Clark out there and put his arm around me. He said, all right, folks, we're going to tell you what's going on. And he was just honest with the audience. And I said, hmm, lesson learned from the professional. Mm -hmm. Just let them know that yeah. you have no what's idea going what's going on. Or what I'm going to do. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I wish more people... I wish our politicians would do that. <laughs> do you remember the joke that got you booed off stage? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, you know the difference between unlawful and illegal? No. Unlawful means it's against the law, and illegal is a sick bird. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. I like it. It was over my head. Yeah. It was over my we'll head. We'll be hairspray. Yeah, it was over Mama, my head. after that, Mama said, Reba, you're real cute. Um... <laughs> 
saying don't talk. Well, uh, you know, as, as someone who's, you know, good at hosting live things, why don't you just walk on stage Sunday night at the Oscars and show them how it's done? So <laughs> they've got no host. They're not going to kick you out. You're Reba McIntyre. Oh, well, and, and I'm going to say you sent me if I did that. No, you'd be there with me. Sure. We could co-host it. Wouldn't that be? I'd love to walk on stage. <laughs> right? <laughs> just come on, announce ourselves. And now your host, Stephen Colbert and Reba McIntyre. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you got yeah. you got another album out here right now. I this do. album out's coming out April fifth. It's called Stronger Than the Truth. Okay, and you've described it as going back to your roots. What would what would those roots be? Well, Paik and Susie and I, my brother and sister, we used to be uh, the singing McIntyres, and we would sing in clubs and honky tonks and dance halls. How old are we talking here? Oh, four or five. No, I'm kidding you. Uh, <laughs> How old were you when you first started? The first time you ever like did a professional gig professional gig got paid for it okay got paid for it i probably six years old i was at the in the lobby of the frontier uh hotel in cheyenne wyoming daddy was there roping and everybody during those days would go down to the lobby they wouldn't stay in their rooms because nobody had a television and wouldn't even need mm -hmm. and so they'd all go down to the lobby and visit well my brother pake they paid him a quarter to sing you ain't nothing but a hound dog and i got him off to the side and i said hey Help me out here. I need some money, too. And so he said, well, you know Jesus loves me. Go sing that. So I got out there, and I said, Jesus loves me. This I know. Gotten a nickel for it. How old dog got 25 cents? I got a nickel. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first time. That's why so many gospel artists went mainstream. There you go. <laughs> Learn the my lesson. That's for the scratch you right bet. there. Yeah. Hey, wait a second. So you said your, your father was roping? What did, your, what, did, what did your father do for a living? Well, he was a rodeo cowboy, but he was also a rancher. Okay. And every time that he would win something, he would bring the money home, pay the grocery bill, go down and pay off the bank as much as he could, and then go buy some more cattle. So where, where, where did you grow up? Uh, Chalky, Oklahoma. It's a little bitty town in southeastern Oklahoma. How, how little is little bitty? 18. Not thousands. No, that was just 18 people. Yeah. It was your family. And then six of them were McIntyres, so that wow. was... And the rest were cattle. No, no, no. There was other people there. <laughs> there was other people there? Yeah. So what was it? So did you learn to rope when you were a kid? No, no, no. I didn't rope. I ran barrels. That oh, was wow. the girls' event in rodeo. But okay. Grandpa, That's still a dangerous event. Very. <laughs> and you need strong, pardon the expression, you need strong thighs to yes. barrel ride. Because you're gripping that horse with your knees. Oh, well, I was going to... When you said barrel ride, I thought you meant that we were riding the barrels. But no, we're riding the horses. You're no, exactly no, right. I understand yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you, and you're right. It does. Yeah. But it also helped uh, strengthen my diaphragm when I, when I uh, sing. Because you know, that's where you get your air. Sure. Sure. Did you, ever get, uh, did you ever get dragged or anything like that by a horse? I fell off. I never got bucked off. Mm -hmm. If I'd have gotten bucked off, that would have been tougher. But yeah. I fell off. Mm -hmm. That's a sissy thing to do. What, to get bucked off? No, fall off. Oh, fall off. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. You just couldn't hang on. Terrible. Again, stronger thighs. Yeah, is that's what you need. what I needed. Does anyone, anyone in your family uh, 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 ride or rope or anything like that? Oh, Anybody yeah. take the family, the, the family uh, tradition for, forward? Oh, yeah. All the nephews, uh, my, my brother, my sister, myself, we rodeoed. Uh, but it came from my grandpap and then my daddy and us kids and then his nephews uh, and grandsons, mm -hmm. granddaughters. 
Yeah. And you don't worry about them? No. No? Why, do I, why should I worry about them? I don't know. Big animals. Oh, no, no, no. Getting hurt? No. Yeah. No, no, no. You can say no, no, no all you want, but there's still, like, you know, 1,500 pounds of angry pot roast, you know, jumping around <laughs> with a person in there with my, them. My great-nephew, he, his grandpa put him up on a horse, and, and he was about six years old, and he said, Grandpa, there ain't nothing down there but hurt and dirt. <laughs> Well, you are a trailblazer in many ways, and one of the ways that I found uh, so inspiring that you've trailblazed is that you were the very first woman ever to be uh, the colonel in the Colonel Sanders commercials. <laughs> how did that... How did that come about? Do you just wake up one day and you're in a white suit and they drag you to a studio because... Beard and all. All beard. So how did, how did this come about? My manager, Clarence Spalding, called me and he said they've uh, offered you the gig to be the first female Colonel Sanders. What do you think? I said, what do you think? <laughs> he said, well, I don't know. Let's think about this for a while. And so we kind of yeah. talked about it for a long time and I said, oh, let's go for it. I like it. I like it. I think it's... Can I see a close-up here? Is that... It's actually... It, if you're a very cute Colonel Sanders. I don't remember that. <laughs> and you got fringe down here and kind oh, of like had a western to have jacket. Had to have Are you fringe. the only Colonel's had fringe? Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Soften up the image of the Colonel yeah. a little bit. Gotta have fringe. Well, Reba, lovely to see you again. Thank Good you so much for being here. The Academy of Country Music Awards and the new album coming up first week of April. Yay. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.